today's episode is brought to us, well, not us, our listeners, by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! You know, I like that you yell their name, because really, it's like we're going to yell for them every single day. We need their help. We do. We don't know anything about window treatments. Let's be honest. It's not in our strengths. I mean, honestly, you could you could make a, a pretty fair argument that podcasting is not in our strengths either, but blinds... Definitely. Definitely not in our wheelhouse. Definitely not our wheelhouse. And apparently, you're not supposed to choose bed sheets for your window coverings. That's true. I, I believe I, I went through a long phase where uh, fleece blankets were a nice window covering. But yes, I, circa, I've been told since. Circa 1996, uh, college apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Right after college, perhaps before you got money and taste. Right, right, or right. Or married, whichever that may be you get. Hey, and apparently there's some rules like light colors, you know, white that reflects solar energy away, and it it you know helps your house. And dark colors do the opposite; they absorb heat, so you get, can keep that in there. So if you want to keep your room cooler or warmer or lighter or darker, you pick your colors to go with it. Who knew? Well, I'll tell you who knows. The fine folks at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit, go down and see them for all your interior decorating needs. Right in the heart of downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. We're here with Dr. Laurel Hogue, the Vice Provost for UCM Extended Studies here in Lee Summit, and Andrea Bisagna, an adult student who's also on the staff as a program assistant at here at the uh, Missouri Innovation Campus. You know, that you're not starting words. off. This has been a bad day for you and I. Uh, well, words are hard and tech. Words, words are hard for me. Tech is hard for you. <laughs> yeah. Good thing we're not paid for either. And a good thing we're not students, or we 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 fail. We get bad grades. We would get bad grades. Here. I think. Welcome, guys, to the Town Hall. Doctor Hogue is probably looking at us all like, I can't believe you two. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so we're just gonna uh, we're here to talk a little bit about. Uh, uh, extended studies, adult education, yeah. and to get a little information about what y'all are doing. Because okay. we have been here at the uh, this beautiful building a number of times, but they've always been our seven events primarily. Um, and, and so this is our first time here to really talk about uh, the UCM side. So we're kind of excited to, to give people a piece of that, which I don't think is explored very often in the, in the bigger UCM press. Is UCM like the hidden adopted child of the building, or do we just... And we just never been able to talk to you before. So actually, we <coughs> lease a 60% of the facility, uh, approximately 60%. So this year's uh, percentage is about 57% of the building. So is that, is not like necessarily a secret or hidden um, for that matter. But what you uh, wouldn't see um, is night classes if you're here during the day for an LSR7 event. So uh, the vast majority of the students that attend campus here are in classes in the evening. So. So is this, um, I guess we'll, we'll start in there. So you, you obviously, you aim a lot of your programming at a, what we'll call non-traditional students, um, or at least non-ones that are right fresh out of high school. Right. Um, what kinds of programs are here? Um, so we have, so we serve adults in various capacities. So we have um, undergraduate degree completion programs. So those are your last two years of a four-year degree. Typically, we recruit those transfer students out of the community college. So, for example, Metropolitan Community College Longview is one of our largest sending community colleges for students who are interested in degrees such as criminal justice, uh, business, cybersecurity, computer science, software engineering, um, child and family development, and I'm sure there are 
a lot of other departments that are going to hurt me for, for getting um, some of the degrees <laughs> they're, they're or not mentioning them room, on the podcast. You're correct? sitting in a room with a list. But psychology and, <laughs> and of course, with Andrea working here, she can um, help name a few as well. So those are the degree completion programs. We also offer a number of degrees online. So if the student um, uh, wants to complete a degree online, they can do that, as well as at the graduate level. So a student who's already received a bachelor's degree is um, established in their field industry and want to uh, pursue a master's degree, they can do that also here in the evening. In education, again in business, we have the MBA, which is a uh, fairly popular degree. Um, computer science again, uh, CIS, big data, analytics, so uh, lots of options for adults. In addition to the undergraduate degree completion programs and the graduate programs, we also have what we call non-semester based training or non-credit programs. Those are um, certificate programs, short-term certificate programs that adults can enroll in. Um, and at the completion, they'll either get a certificate of completion for that program or they will sit for an industry recognized credential. So some association that um, has an exam that certifies them in, in one area or another. So for example, medical billing and coding started this week. Well, you said that you've got this semester 57% of the building. That's a, that's, that's a big chunk. Is, is, is most of that or all of that geared toward, toward this, this type of programming? That's toward? correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it sounds, like, it sounds like you run the gamut of, of degree options and program options. So, so what, is, what is different? How, how is programming scheduled different, built different, so that it's, it's, it's catered to the non-traditional student? Um, so it's, it's built around a busy adult's schedule. Um, so for the vast majority of our students, they would potentially work during the day. So when we schedule classes, we're usually scheduling those classes to start at 6 p.m. Gives that adult student the opportunity to leave work, grab some dinner, come over here and join us for class. Maybe that's one night a week, two nights a week, depending on what their schedule will allow. Andrea, we want to go to you because not only do you work here, you are, uh, what, what's the old thing from the old uh, Herod? I'm not no, just the president, I'm also a customer. Yeah. I'm also a customer. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, as the video will show, Andrea has her hair, so that's not <laughs> what we're saying. Um, but uh, you are a, you're an enrolled student as well as an employee here. So tell us a little bit about uh, what your, your kind of your path through this, so people can see maybe a concrete example. Sure. Um, well, a little bit of background. Um, I started at the university when I was about 19 years old, and um, I started working um, for the university. In total, I've had almost seven years of uh, working at the university, and, and I've left the university a couple of times. I've taken classes a couple of times, um, and this uh, May, I will be graduating with my bachelor's. Uh, right currently, I am taking my last two courses, and one of them is a hybrid course, which means that we are online, but we meet a certain amount of times during the semester, um, and we happen, happen to meet in this building um, in the evening on Thursday night, six times during the semester. Um, also, I, the other course is an online course, and so that makes it easy for me to be a mother of three, and work full-time here and um, fit completing my degree into the schedule. That so, sounds like a lot. It is. Now, as a, as a, a last, this is your last semester, do you it have is. like senioritis real bad at this point? Are you like just dying to be done or are you, are you still dialed in 
to, to get finished on time. And don't pay attention that the vice provost is sitting there. <laughs> We're recruiting her for a master's degree <laughs> shortly <laughs> afterwards. So really, they just don't let you go. You stay for work, you stay for class, you get to come back, I get it. Well, as you can imagine, we value degrees. That's, yes. It absolutely. is the product. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, I, and UCM will always be home. I mean, after being involved, whether in school or working with UCM for so long, I always appreciate how they cater to the students and really try and help them be successful. So I'm a product of that, for sure. Okay, I'm going to pause real quick. I'm going to have you when you talk, just, oh, just a little okay. more, and just kind of yell like we're over there. Okay. <laughs> You're not as loud as the other three guys, so we're going to Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Somebody is more used to speaking in public, I would imagine, than Andrea is. So. <laughs> not, not that I would necessarily enjoy it, but yeah, yeah, uh -huh. I, uh, I do get a fair share of um, torture. <laughs> yeah. We can reset that. All right. Okay, so Laurel, let me ask you a little bit. Yeah. You, you mentioned Andrea mentioned this hybrid course, and this is literally something that I had never heard of until right this minute. So I'm going to ask the dumbest possible questions to Betha. That's my job. Well, that's what we do best, really, as a whole, and then make fun of each other for it. Okay, so uh, this is, is this a relatively new development, the hybrid online versus, um, or hybrid online and in-person class, or, or is it something that's been around for a bit and I'm just that ignorant? <laughs> the oh, latter? It's a, yes, yes, it's the latter. Finally, we had a guest tell me I'm an idiot. That's uh, yeah, so um, online education's been around for a long time, um, more than 20 years. I know at least UCM has been offering online, but uh, hybrid definitely is an option for adult students for courses uh, where they could take the majority of their course online, but then the instructor and the student connect for a certain number of periods during the semester. And like Andrea's example, it was six times so that they can do what, um, basically provide feedback on the course as you're um, moving through or um, moving through it on Blackboard, which is our LMS, it's our yes. learning management system. Did you find that helpful? Did it add something to the class rather than, and, and I have actually taken some online only classes, but did it add something to have that? You just left me out there, that, Yeah, I did. Oh, very nice. I did. <laughs> that that face-to-face -face every once in a while, maybe not every week or twice a week, but just every once in a while you were able to have that? Absolutely, especially after the first time. You see names on Blackboard, but it really gave faces to those names, so there was some collaboration that happened outside of class because of that. Also, it enabled us to do some different team projects that we obviously wouldn't be able to do only online, so that, that involvement really sort of enriches the program, I think. Another option for classes in, in terms of what adults uh, will enroll in are, yeah, just, just turn it over to me, I'll just That's fine. it out. Perfect. Um, <laughs> You didn't have to buy me a microphone. No. Well, another option for how students would enroll in a, in a course or take a course here at this facility would be um, what we call synchronous delivery. So they're in one of our telepresence rooms and the instructor is actually on campus in Warrensburg uh, presenting the course and those students are sitting here at the Missouri Innovation Campus. And through platform technology, video conferencing technology, they are able to join the, the class through monitors and interact with the faculty and the other students in the class. So, Is there a video of the student's face in there or can they like black that out so they can um, be as, you know, because I know I was always in the class and it was always such a hard thing and I, I'm admitting here that I was terrible in classroom behavior, but this is the way it is, um, that I, it was always, you know, if you weren't supremely focused, I'll put it that way, sometimes you're, you know, you get that blank stare. 
I'm sure we've all seen it from other other students, not you, Andrea, uh, <laughs> but uh, from other students in there. D does the video, the the telepresence thing, provide that to the other thing, or is it only when like they press to talk? I just uh, well, I would think that the faculty member would want to see it, whether or not you were engaged or unengaged. I would, I would, for your sake, stick with online classes. <laughs> I, you know, you're really coming with the hard-hitting questions. I am. <laughs> we're a little out of the scope. Here. <laughs> I walked out. I walked out of my last class in early 2000 and said, "Nope, no more school for me after the law degree." So that was done. Well, and we have approximately 2,000 um, adult students who come in and out of our facility um, to take classes. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, because you just, as you were teasing Andrea a little bit there, yeah. about you, you're collecting the, their degrees and valuing the degrees they get. So talk a little bit about the success of this program and, and, and you know, completion rates, people able to finish their, their degrees or their training to go on and, and get the careers or, or whatever their next step is that they're after. Yeah, so UCM has a long history of um, serving adults in the Kansas City market. I want to say we even go back 40 years with some sort of presence in independence. Um, since then, we were decentralized. We were offering programs out at the community college. We would rent rooms from school districts. And then in 2000, we centralized, again, our effort here in the greater Kansas City area. We rented or leased. It was 6,000 square feet. Um, from a Summit Technology Campus, which is just a stone's throw from where we're sitting here in the Missouri Innovation Campus. And from there, we grew from 6,000 to 10,000 square feet. Next, it was 20,000. Then we went to 40,000. And we were pretty maxed out at about 40,000 square feet over there in the Summit Tech Academy. And that's when those conversations with the LSR 7 School District uh, started. And um, and uh, the Missouri Innovation Campus was born. And of course, um, that was all credit to LSR 7 and of course, Dr. Ambrose, who um, had a relationship with Dr. McGeehy and um, envisioned what it would look like to emulate the work environment along with having um, class besides the lab space. So if someone's interested in um seeking out what you're offering. What, how are ways that they can reach out or what opportunities do they have to uh, find out what's going on here? That's great. Well, um, students can uh, search for us on the web, right? So we have fairly large uh, web presence, ucmo.edu. Um, if they are interested in coming out to explore degree programs or workforce certificates, we have open houses uh, every Tuesday, the last Tuesday of the month. So the next one coming up is March 26th. Uh, the time is 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. So they can talk to an academic advisor, um, ask questions about degree programs or certificate programs. And then to couple that, we also have funding options. They can explore funding options. So how to make college affordable. So we have a relationship with the Missouri National Guard. Um, they uh, are looking to recruit um, for uh, the National Guard, Guardsmen, and then in addition, they will support any individual uh, looking to earn a degree. We also have a relationship with the Full Employment Council here in the greater Kansas City area. Uh, depending on the individual's qualifications, they provide scholarships, not only for non-credit or non-semester based training, but also for degree programs. And then um, we have our financial aid office, and they'll, they'll talk to you about potential Pell or loan eligibility. I would think that that's probably one of the hardest thing if you're as an adult to want to go back to school to chase something is figuring out how to afford them. I and it's hard enough when we're 
right out of right out of high school. But then you know when you have you've already had part of a career, you've had families and children. So so how difficult is that decision for somebody to to come to a point where yes, I can afford to do it? I guess. Right. Does that make sense where I'm trying no, to get to? It is. I, I would say financing and education is probably one of the largest barriers. That and time for an adult student, right? You have to make the commitment. Um, sometimes I would think that it's um, important to somebody's um, career trajectory that they um, are looking for advancement, depending on what it is that interests them. Um, let's take healthcare. We just completed a certified nursing assistant program um, specializing in mental health here last week. All of our graduates went to work for Children's Mercy Hospital. Um, hopefully we can recruit them back based on that educational successful win, if you will, to the community college to get their RN, and then we can recruit them <clears throat> to our RN to BSN program here through the University of Central Missouri, and then of course on to uh, a master's in nursing or a nurse practitioner degree. Well, Andrea, we'll, we'll actually turn that to you. You have obviously, you have done this at your pace, at the opportunities that you have. Uh, I'm assuming money has been one of the factors that have played in it. Um, how has that process been for you in terms of working with, with UCM to, to make that path affordable and intelligent for you? Well, working with UCM, um, they uh, obviously provide a benefit um, to support your degree. So uh, my classes are paid for by the university, but I've also taken classes outside of the university. And I have to say that um, the advisors and the, um, the financial aid office are really excellent at um, really just hearing you and trying to help you sort of navigate that. So definitely, I would say if someone was even thinking about it, to make those contacts and see that see, at least have the answers to those questions because they can make it really simple to um, to get through those hurdles and um, and at least you know start, take the first step is sometimes the most important. Have there been some highlights for you in this in this academic journey? We're gonna make it sound really journey. deep. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I am, will be graduating with a general studies uh, degree uh, only because the internship piece was a little bit difficult for my uh, family life. But um, I, am, I am heavily concentrated in communication and the communication department here, the professors are excellent and um, really develop relationships with the students. Uh, you, you end up having classes with a lot of the same students throughout your journey and developing relationships. And, and the size of UCM really um, lends to developing close relationships across. It's not too big that you feel lost. And even online, for instance, with the hybrid courses, um, just developing those natural relationships with the other students really is part of what I think helps get you through, especially when time is an issue. You know, it, to know that other people are going through the same thing that you are, or um, to have study groups that sort of help with that, things like that. So Laurel, are there other, I mean, you guys obviously have a pretty broad and have, have done a good effort to be able to reach as many people have. What other uh, resources do we have locally for people who are, are looking to perhaps get back in or, or grow or finish their, their education? So UCM is fortunate to be one of uh, 17 network schools associated with um, an organization 
um, that's housed at Mark called KC Degrees. KC Degrees houses several college navigators and they work specifically with adult students who are interested in coming back to college to earn a certificate, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree. And so those college navigators will connect the student based on their interest out to either community services if they need childcare, et cetera, uh, funding, or, and based on their interest for a degree program, the right college. And so we uh, work, I, I shouldn't say we, but my academic advisor, several of the academic advisors here at UCM Lee Summit will um, connect with those college navigators and the student and make that transition as smooth as possible. Um, providing the information about the degree program, how many nights a week, if, if it's online, provide support services, and um, so there's Casey Degrees, and then the same 17 um, schools are also a network associated with Casey Scholars, and you may uh, be familiar with the Casey Scholars. Uh, their application process just finished. Um, I am hopeful that uh, they have maxed out their adult scholarships. Um, this year, for the last two years, the first two years that, that that organization has been providing scholarships, we haven't reached the max number of adult scholarships, but this year they've opened it up to adults who have associate's degrees already. Before that, it was adults who had at least a minimum of 12 hours, but wanted to go back and finish their degree. And so um, we should find out shortly from the Casey Scholars organization um, how many adults uh, have been awarded scholarships. They're uh, $5,000 for up to five years. All right, well, we want to thank both of you for coming out. And, and, and well, actually, you didn't come out. You hosted us. I just, <laughs> I just made well, a I mess of your room. We should thank them for putting up with our shenanigans. Right. Well, we, we thank you for that. And we want to remind everyone you can subscribe to Lisa Town Hall on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite flavor of podcast app. Whatever you want, Jason. We're there. We're all of them. I will download three times. Catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We will talk to you all next week. Jason, the hits keep coming. The hits to my weight just keep coming, and it is all because of our totally awesome sponsor, Shred. You know, I gotta say, you, uh, you, I can tell. You know, and I, as a guy, and sort of a traditional stereotype guy, uh, am not necessarily the most observant about the uh, the changes that go on around you. You know, like it might take a day or two before I notice that my wife maybe changed her hairstyle, or that my car has been painted an entirely different color, or something easy. Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I know you were just, you wanted my car to have the same color as yours, and it's very sweet. But to you, you know, this has been a longer process, and I know that we have been talking about your, your adventures in lifestyle change and weight loss. But I've noticed that it, you have, you look different. There's less of you there, and you, you look better and healthier than you did when you started. And what else can we say than that? That's about it. There's only one other thing I'm going to say is, look, gyms are intimidating. They shouldn't be. What I've found is I've got to know the guys at Shred, specifically Ryan Waters, the owner. They're fun. They're fun to be around. They know a lot. They really know a lot. Look, they're not all meatheads, believe it or not. No, although I have to say, when you said the hits keep coming, I had an image in my head of Ryan punching you repeatedly. Well, he might do that if I stop doing the work. 
And that's the thing. That's why I do talk about it every week when we talk about our sponsors is this is my way of staying honest. There you go. So go see the guys at Shred, shredkc.com. Tell them Jason and Nick saying. you.